Well, I'm emotionally drained. <laughs> we just got back from Avengers Endgame. Katie. Yeah. Uh, this will probably be in our prequel episode. We might release it separately. Who knows? By the time whoever's listening to this, they'll know. Um, but we literally just got back. We decided to sit down and talk about the movie for a little bit since we just got out of it like less than an hour ago, 30 minutes ago. Um, and I just wanted to talk about it while it was still fresh. Uh, we'll probably hit some spoilers at some point. Um, kind of impossible not to, to discuss some of this stuff, uh, that we liked or didn't like about the film. Uh, but before we get to spoilers, Overall, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it it was pretty much exactly what I hoped it would be, I mm-hmm. think, is maybe the best praise I can give it in the sense <laughs> of like it was exactly what I kind of hoped, uh, mm-hmm. what, I, what I expected. Not to say that everything that happened was what I expected to happen, because that's not true at all. There was elements of it that I was very surprised by at times. Uh, but overall, I was very satisfied. It it made me tear up a handful, half dozen times. Um, not never like outright cry, but like you know, I, I welled up a little bit here and there a couple times, uh, especially towards the end. Um, I know I heard you sniffling. Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> uh, and uh it 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 also gave me that very satisfying tight feeling in my chest when cool things happened uh, uh several times especially towards the end uh it it felt like a very adequate above more than adequate send off for uh 10 years of yeah, it's of been those movies a long time coming 2008 was the first iron man 2019 so yeah, yeah. 11 years basically uh, and I, like I said, I, I just think it was what it should have been. So I, I have no real complaints in that regard. It's not like a perfect movie or anything. Um, there were a couple little issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing is kind perfect. Of. No, I, I mean, I, I think the biggest issues with it are like sort of generic, like plot related, like. And they kind of try to talk some of it away. If I had like the biggest complaints, it's just like if you try to like sort of nitpick. The mm-hmm. details of the plot. Mm-hmm. I think there's potentially some like not whole plot holes, but like plot inconsistencies. Eh, just like things that I'm like they don't, but they don't even try to explain it necessarily. And again, I don't mm-hmm. want to get into spoilers too much because I like the things. The, the one of the main elements of the story it would be a spoiler to talk about because they don't ever really even. You can kind of guess what they're gonna do in the movie, yeah. but you they never. It's not in any of the trailers. It's not like obvious, you know, what what's going to happen in terms of like how they're going to try to fix things. Um, but I think I'll say this without spoilers: the way they go about trying to fix things, I think there's probably some potential problems with like the logic. I mean, they play it, uh, they play fast and loose with it a little bit. Yeah, but that storytelling element being what it is i don't think there's a way to not play fast i agree and, and they pretty much acknowledge that yeah and uh, and and again it's not so much it's, it's it's just the thing that i could i can see the most sort of like yeah if you're like really going through it with a fine-tooth comb being like yeah but again that's not really important 
And I've I, I, those kind of things used to bug me a lot more in movies mm-hmm. um, years ago. And the more I've sort of watched movies and the more honestly, the more and more we do this podcast, the more I've come to appreciate valuing uh, themes and an interesting narrative and character moments and character growth and character arcs and what feels right thematically over logical consistency yeah. or like uh plot the plot 100% adding up there's the, there are times where in certain films that can still be a major problem and i would argue that's still a major problem in something like prometheus but that's not even so much plot stuff mm-hmm. as it is characters being you know like just nonsense which is a big part of what i think is important to me now is characters making sense right well and i think you have to have something that is on point yeah in order to excuse yes. like minor yes. if you don't have at least another thing yeah that's really like firing on all cylinders that's very true that is very true it it, it is a it is a and, and it's that's a greater sort of discussion about what it is that makes a movie good quote right. unquote yeah. Uh, but there is definitely some some total of things that when it hits critical mass yeah. Of whatever those elements are, be it plot, be it characters, be it uh, cinematically, be it the score, be it, you know, every mm-hmm. component of it. Once enough of those are firing at a high enough level, it crosses that threshold to where you're like, yeah, I yeah, like this where, Yeah, movie. like, and any kind of things that we could nitpick at fall away and it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't so really much. matter. And, and then, yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's, and I think it's a disservice to I think you can do a disservice to yourself as a just a movie goer to focus too much on those nitpicks if you can't help it and that's just how you work that's just how it is but I think it's really behoove you to try to look at the broader picture and again I, I'm not, I don't even think that necessarily applies to this movie in particular I think this movie works mm-hmm. just in general but just kind of talk speaking more broadly about film kind of just veered to a wider discussion but yeah. uh i think if you can try to 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 not focus in on those little things um and it's something again i that i've changed a lot on over the years uh, well, of and, watching yeah. movies and i think that's the key too and i think we can broaden it past film even to storytelling right yeah that's fair i mean i i think if you're taking in a, a really good story and kind of all you can focus on are these little like, inconsistencies yeah. or whatnot. Maybe you haven't learned enough about storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, and it, it feels a little pretentious, but I don't disagree that it's it's, or maybe it's not even that you haven't learned enough. It's it. I don't know. I don't know what it is because it's tough. I don't want to. You know, like it's. I don't want to say it's that that person hasn't learned enough. It's that. It's just maybe try to reevaluate, and it's hard. It's not easy to do. Like what you're focusing on, like what it is that you're trying to get out of watch or of taking in a piece of media. Anyways, this is a much broader discussion. Yeah, we're really we're veering to uh, a philosophical place. It really here. is, but it's just one of those <laughs> things that a, a, a movie like this kind of makes me think about because you know, like I said, the the, the main or the the biggest sort of issues in general with it that I had were potentially any sort of like plot like things mm-hmm. that I could see people getting stuck on if they aren't uh, a bigger fan of or you know sort of appreciating it for the greater whole. But anyways, um, let's. I mean, 
uh, we say this every time with one of these big movies. It's uh, everybody in the world has already seen this, so you don't need our recommendation. Obviously, just go see it. It's it's yeah, very good. Um, but yeah, not it's unnecessary. So let's get into some spoilers because uh, I think anybody listening to this has probably seen the movie. Like odds are, if the if the uh, <laughs> if the <laughs> box office is to be believed and who knows these days with all those people with disney buying out theater i'm joking that's not a thing that happened if you believe that's a thing that happened reevaluate your life um <laughs> uh about captain marvel not about this movie um uh, I just this real quick the, the whole thing with Captain Marvel I saw that on wherever the internet uh, in the dark corners of the internet and it was so funny because whoever said it was like oh, I saw all these you know all these pictures of uh, supposedly sold out theaters and they're empty and it's like okay it's like one it's like I, we went to see the, that movie at like 5 p.m. on a Monday or something yeah. And our theater was completely full of people yeah, in the packed. middle of nowhere <laughs> in a conserve like a like a non like super yeah. like liberal area of the like I, I was like, OK, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nobody's going to see this movie again. That's anecdotal, but it's just uh, so infuriating. Um, but anyways, so spoilers about uh, Endgame. Um, it yeah, no, I I. I don't want to go through the whole movie. Uh, the the things that really worked for me was the end, the third act. Uh huh. Just, I mean, the thing that that got me real good was the uh, when all of the, the Avengers assemble moment. Yeah. Just. I think like. Whew, my chest. One of the things that I really enjoyed about Endgame was that it mirrored some of the narrative beats from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, and that really sat well with me. Yeah. Um, and like a an emotional kind of way. Yeah. What specific elements are you speaking of? Or talking um, about? The two I'm thinking of specifically are the kind of element of like getting the gang together. Right. That they did. Yeah. Um, and then the the part at the end. Yeah. The end where yeah. they kind of they throw themselves Avengers a party. Assemble. Yeah. Yeah, no, I that part at, at the end uh, when they all come through the Doctor Strange portals. And Cap says, "Avengers assemble." I yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, again. It and I mean it's part of it helps is it's one of my favorite scores in movie history. That when the Avengers theme plays, it no matter what is happening, <laughs> I just am like, oh, like it just it's so good. Um, and they hit it right on that moment, and it, it uh, everything about it was great. And you knew everybody was back, and you knew everybody was coming back. Yeah, but just when like. The, the the shot of Black Panther and uh, his sister and uh, uh, what is that character's name? The head of <laughs> head of his security, um, uh, I can't Okoyo? Okoyo, yeah. Walk out of the portal silhouetted. It's just like, oh fuck, man. <sighs> All right. Whew. Okay. Um, and pretty much the entire third act, I thought was just. Uh, I really enjoyed. I, and it's a you know they figured out a pretty clever way to do a a bit of a, a clip show yeah by going back to the different moments in time mm -hmm. throughout uh the you know so they they go back to get the stones from previous timelines uh and and pull or from previous uh previous, previous points, points in time in the story yeah in the story and pull the stones out so they can get them all together to undo the snap basically 
And uh, so you get to go back to Avengers. Mm-hmm. You get to go back to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You get to go back to uh, a handful of them. Yeah, it it is it is a fun way to do something like a clip show. Yeah, and it's also a nice like nod to the fact that this like interconnected cinematic universe was such a massive achievement. Oh yeah, it's wild how much of an achievement it was, and it gives you the option to go back and see characters who are dead, mm-hmm. like Thor's mom, uh, and characters that we've lost, and characters that maybe didn't get enough of a uh, sort of a a, a a moment in their stories, like bringing back Valkyrie and yeah. making her not that she was a huge part of this movie, but she was prominent enough. Because uh, people liked her a lot, but she didn't really have a big part in Thor Ragnarok, and then she was not in um, Infinity yeah, War at all. Yeah, she wasn't in Infinity. I thought she was dead. Yeah, everybody she thought she was Infinity dead. War. And people weren't sure what was going on with her, but so they brought her back, which was really nice because she was. I really enjoyed her in Ragnarok, um, and and so they kind of got to bring people back and, mm-hmm. and and use people a little bit more. Like and like Thor's mom um, had a uh, you know a nice little role in seeing Loki. Yeah, nice, all just nice all the little moment. it was just little Easter eggs, all these little moments of just. Again, it's like a clip show without being a clip show mm-hmm. because it wasn't really. Rep- I mean, there was moments that they were basically showing us again, like uh, Star Lord dancing at the beginning of Guardians and yeah, different little little parts like that. Um, but it was always a different sort of spin on it of having our mm-hmm. characters watch it or you know, and it allows interact. it allows our our main characters to to have nice moments of emotional closure. Yeah. Yeah, because you get the moment for all of our characters. It's like it's like they get to go back and and uh, go to their high school reunion. Yeah, or not really, but like you know, they get to look at their yearbook in in the final movie before you know they they wrap things up. Like Cap gets to go see his younger self, um, and that was a great scene. Cap fighting Cap, where yes. he thinks, he, and the way they way to work was so brilliant. Where they think he, Loki escapes, and so they think it's Loki. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, "I found Loki," because he thinks he's. And they even tease that with Loki turning into Cap like a few seconds, you know, a few minutes earlier in the film. Which is um, also a callback to, uh, what's the Dark World. Thor? Yes. Yeah, he does it in Dark World. Yeah, yeah, he does it in Dark World. Yeah, but yeah, so like they, they that was really fun and Cap fighting Cap. Um, and the, I can do this all day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, just like, uh, I just fan service out, uh, but the best sort of form of fan service when you've made that many movies yeah. and had built up that, that long of a timeline uh, of, of successful filmmaking uh, and storylines, you can, you can spend three hours kind of splattering fan service mm-hmm. across the wall with that. But also, you know, while still doing some things like killing Black Widow that I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, uh, who knows if she's actually dead? I think they can kind of play with that. I mean, obviously, because Gamora is back because they could just go back in the timeline. Right. So, like, that's the thing, because time travel is now a thing. They can kind of do whatever they want. They're, that's going to have to be something they're going to have to figure out how to kind of. Yeah, they're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, because, I mean, we brought Gamora back from the thing that shouldn't be able to come back from, according to Red Skull. Uh, but you can if you just time travel and pull them out of their timeline, basically. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, it's a little fast and loose. Yeah. It's like things like that is kind of what I'm talking about in yeah. terms of like, eh, if you look at it, it's a little squishy. But. uh so yeah, but like killing Black Widow, uh, I Tony dying, I'm fully expecting. Mm, oh yeah, uh, made perfect sense, and 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 actually, uh, I, I think they did a great job with that. It was one of the moments I choked up with, and I don't even, I didn't even, uh, 
like I didn't even see Iron Man three. So I feel like a lot of Pepper Potts is in um, Tony's relationship is sort of the a lot of the groundwork for the relationship, I think, was done in three. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of it was done in one and two, which I did see, but a lot of it was probably done in three as well. I think including maybe her using an Iron Man suit because she just so. shows up yeah. doing that. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that was more of an Iron Man three thing that just never Again, I never saw it yeah, for whatever reason, which is ridiculous because I love Shane Black as a filmmaker. He's, I think he's great. And so I, I just, for whatever reason, just never got around to seeing Iron Man 3. Um, but uh, yeah, his death scene, I was one of the ones I was choked up. I thought it was, it was really well done. And the the funeral, having everybody there was was awesome. Um, and then Cap, I mean, I the Cap one I saw coming, uh, I was like, well, as soon as they... As soon as they introduced that they were going to go back in time to pull the stones out, I was like, oh, okay, well, absolutely, Cap's not dying. Cap's going yeah. back to Peggy Carter and living his life. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Uh, that's, that's, that's killing Cap without killing Cap. Like, that's... Yeah. You kill him slowly with love. Like, <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what... I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's an ending people, I think, will find acceptable. Uh, for Cap, and I thought that was, uh, I saw it coming um, about halfway through the movie or whatever, or like you know, but but it, it was exactly what I wanted to happen. I thought I thought it was wonderful. I will say I have a I I like Anthony Mackie being uh, the next Captain America. Mm-hmm. I wish they had, and now I feel like what happened is that in this movie they decided that well we need a new Captain America maybe tease it let's make it Anthony Mackie. Cool. And I'm like, that's fine. I wish that there had been a little more setup for that. Mm-hmm. I, and now I, maybe there is more in previous movies that I'm just forgetting, but I wish there, and, and if I'm, if I am forgetting this, then I'll then disregard all this. But the, I think that scene would have a lot more emotional punch. If we had seen Anthony Mackie's character, sort of like having some sort of like either, insecurity or mm-hmm. like not feeling like he belongs. I don't know if we ever saw that from his character. I could, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if we had seen something from his character throughout the course of the movies where he, he, he feels, I don't know, like not truly part of the team or like he's playing second fiddle or something yeah. that would make that scene happen. And now maybe those scenes are there and I just do not remember them because a lot of those movies I've only like age of Ultron. I saw once and you know, like yeah. some of the movies he's in, I've only seen once um, but I always just felt like he, you know, he doesn't have a lot to do. He kind of shows up and flies around and, and again, so he does play second fiddle, but I feel like his character, I wish had expressed that at some point right. to make that scene. I would like that scene would have really hit. I, I already liked it. And it, you like, you could tell that's what they're trying to get across. I just felt like if there had been one or two scenes, either in this movie or infinity war or, or a couple of the other ones, um, to kind of build before that moment, it would have really like. Yeah, no, I really agree. hit home and been like a really great scene instead of just a, like a cool scene, you know, um, like it was like I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, making Captain right on. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I'm thinking Tony's daughter. Oh, yeah, obviously. I <laughs> mean, be... she's wearing the Iron Man yeah. helm when we <laughs> yeah. meet her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, she's going to be. Yep. No, and I was fully expecting Tony to die. Yeah. But as soon as they revealed that he had a kid, I was like, yep, goner. Super dead. Super Um, duper dead. But the way they did it was really great. And I wasn't expecting. I thought it was actually very clever that 
I should have seen it coming as soon as they put the stones in his glove. Mm-hmm. Because that's how he's able to... It had to be him at that point. Because... Or, well... Because the the only person who could actually get it away from Thanos, if once I mean Captain Marvel got close, but uh, Tony didn't have to win physically because yeah. it's his glove. He can just make it disassemble and reassemble on his arm, yeah. which is what he does. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I thought it was great when he, uh, I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. I was like, oh, yep, all right. Uh, Oh, you got me. You got me, movie. <laughs> he is Iron Man. <laughs> You're right. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, oh, what else happened that was good? <laughs> Captain America's butt. <laughs> oh, God love Captain America's butt. God bless it. Yeah. Huh. yeah. America's ass. <laughs> um. Oh, I love. Oh, another big one that we should talk about that I thought was amazing was uh, Cap picking up the hammer. Yes, and Thor saying, "I knew it." <laughs> that was great because that was teased in Old Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, yeah, where they're all sitting there and Cap almost picks it up. Um, and I, I think that again, it's fan service, and I that's one that I don't know if the, I think that's happened in the comics. I, think I he's, feel pretty sure. I thought I had heard he's used the hammer in the comics before. Um, because I could also have been seeing people thinking that was like sacrilege having somebody else use the hammer, but I think I think I've heard that Cap has used it in the in the comics before because the only other one pure of heart enough or whatever. Well, yeah, worthy enough. Um, yeah, clearly more pure of heart than Thor is, but <laughs> Thor's got that god blood in him. Uh, but yeah, the, I thought Cap with a hammer was was awesome, and and I, I there's some really clever choreography with him using it, um, and then him and Thor together, and mm-hmm. <laughs> gives they they get the wrong hammers back, and he's like, <laughs> take the smaller one. Um, and I also liked Dad Bod Thor. I like that they kept him yeah. fat for the rest. Oh no, yeah, because I kept thinking I was like, oh, they're gonna find some way to give him abs back. Yeah. Nope. 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 Dad Just Bob Dad Bob Thor, Thor for the rest time. of the movie. Good old beer gut Thor. <laughs> beer gut Thor, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting, like because it's it, it works in the it's like uh, he's like Robert Baratheon, like yeah. it's, it's like a warrior <laughs> past his prime, but still. And I love because I said it in Infinity War. I think when we talked about Infinity War, I said it. I was like, I just want the Galaxy or Guardians of the Galaxy Thor adventures, and we freaking <laughs> get it at the end of this movie. They gave it to me. They were like, everybody loved Thor with the Guardians. Let's just have him. And I love the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> you didn't even have. I didn't even ask for a clever title. I just wanted. I just wanted the the banter between him and. Uh, Quill, but uh, yeah, I was super excited that Thor uh, is gonna go jet set around for a, a couple movies with them, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a way to they're gonna limit the amount he's maybe in. He won't uh, show yeah, up as probably. much. He'll be out in space, so he won't show up in uh, some of the like more like mainstream. Like he's not gonna show up in Spider Man. You know, he's not gonna right. show up, like where some of the other crossovers may have happened if he was uh, on Earth or. Uh, around earth um 
but he might show up in the Avengers again, which is interesting. Because I thought, I, I thought, I, I will say, I did think we might have lost more. I thought Thor might have been gone, mm-hmm. which would looks like we're not. I kind of thought we would lose all those main, like those the three. Main three. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, and we did. We lost two of them. Yeah. Basically, we got a new. We're getting a new cap with uh, Falcon or mm-hmm. whatever his name is, um, Anthony Mackie, and. Uh, We'll get eventually years down the road. We'll get a new Iron Man with his daughter, probably or Iron Woman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Thor's sticking around. It looks like so. At least ish. Yeah. Yeah. At least to some extent, like he's gonna be. I assume he'll be in Guardians Three, which is interesting yeah, because I they've been think. filming that. I think already, or we're about to start filming. Uh-huh. Well, because there's been the whole thing with James Gunn, and he's back on the project now. I don't know if they had started filming or were waiting. Um. So yeah, so I assume he's gonna be in Guardians Three. He would have to be with where the. Guardians right, is going to pick yeah, up. Unless from, they're fine, they find some way to yeah, unless <laughs> write that away. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> think so. I think he'll be in Guardians three. Yeah, um, which will be interesting. Um, so yeah, who knows how much longer uh, he'll stick around a store? But it makes sense too with him being you know he's a god. Mm-hmm. He's only, just kind of hangs out forever. He's a thousand years old or whatever. So I hope he keeps the. He wild can't. You hair. can't age him out to die. Like That's I mean, true. you can. You can because they. Odin got pretty old eventually, but like it just takes a very long time for that to happen as opposed to like. Yeah, they would have to like find a way to accelerate his Mm -hmm. aging process. Yeah. Although time travel is a thing. Time travel is a thing, so so who knows? But uh, yeah. I was trying to think if there's anything. I think I I was not expecting, and I really enjoyed that they killed Thanos in like the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I thought I was I was like, coming. wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I knew I kind of knew, obviously knew there was going to be some time travel involved, mm-hmm. but I wasn't still wasn't expecting them to just show up and cut Thanos' head off in the first twenty minutes of the movie or whatever. I was like, well, that was cool. I wasn't wasn't expecting that. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens now. Cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was fun. I liked it. I did like the, uh, <laughs> again, it didn't really have a, a necessarily a setup, but I still enjoyed it. The, the, uh, the female Avenger moment. Oh yeah. The little mini team up. The little mini team up where yeah. they're like, we'll get her there. And I'm like, I don't know if Captain Marvel needs your guys' help. I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> she can turn into like pure energy and fly through everything. Yeah. So I don't know if she really needs your help, but it's cool. I like it. I get it. I, I, I like, I like that. I want that poster. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a cool moment, but I don't know if she really needs your help necessarily. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was fun. And uh, I got to watch homecoming. Mm. I still like the scenes with uh, uh, Spider-Man and Stark or, and uh, Tony really worked for me, even having not seen mm-hmm. Homecoming, because I think it's just I think uh, what's his name? The actor who plays Spider-Man, Peter Parker, oh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland does such a good job playing like this, like innocent. Yeah. <laughs> like kid <laughs> that like. It, it, without even knowing their relationship really beyond whatever we saw in uh, Civil War and then uh, this movie or in, in Infinity War, uh, I was like, yep. <laughs> I like I was on board with their reunion and like it, it hit me. Uh, it worked for me emotionally, even not having seen Homecoming, which is like that Iron Man 3 and Homecoming are the only two I think I haven't seen because we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Those are the only two I haven't seen. I don't know if there's. No, I think those are the only two I haven't seen. Yeah. Too. You know, I want to talk 
a little bit more about the fan service. Yeah. Because I think it kind of connects to like some of the stuff we were, some of the more like philosophical issues we were talking about earlier. Yeah, go for it. That like, I feel like that's one of those things that people would potentially complain about. Oh, it would. It would be a thing that uh, idiots on the internet. And yeah. I say that, I say idiots, I. That's not fair necessarily, but yes, it would definitely be a thing people would complain about. On the but, I, you know, I think it's things like that where you really need to take that step back from how you're used to looking at things. Because something like fan service doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be this horrible sin of storytelling. No. It can work. Yeah. And I think it works in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think, like, all of it works. I, I don't think there's a single, pretty much not a single moment that does it. Because it is. And it all, and, it, and a lot of it even feels like fan service. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can even tell. Like, there, like, or, you know, it, you feel like you're being somewhat, um, uh, pandered to. Pandered to. Yeah. But, like, you are, but, like, that's it's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Why do why do you why do you think you don't deserve to be pan? Why do you think you don't yeah. deserve to enjoy things, people? Sometimes, yeah, you you deserve fan service. You deserve for you things you have, like to happen. Like, you have devoted a decade of yeah. your life, yeah, to this experience, yeah. to watching these movies and to being invested in these characters and their stories and their interactions, yeah. You deserve fan service. Yeah, and those characters deserve it. The, those act, the people writing and and portraying those characters deserve that. Like, absolutely. I, like, I, I, that's the thing. I like to admit. Like, there's times during that movie where you could tell it was absolutely just as much fun. And and I, I would have to imagine that when Chris Evans got to pick up Thor's hammer and swing it around, yeah. he was like, "This is." fucking awesome <laughs> like that like he just was like over the moon about it and, and like there was a moment early in the film where it really felt like and i who knows i don't know you don't know any of these people but where uh in the very early where uh scarlett johansson was talking about um it was her and cap sitting in the office talking mm-hmm. and she was like crying talking about how they were her everybody all the avengers were her family and, and again i fucking know Scarlett Johansson I'm sure it's not I'm sure she has a very rich life and friends and family <laughs> but like I can't imagine working on that those movies for that long with those people as much oh, as you yeah. do and not having a lot of what she's saying there be ring very true with her and be coming from a very real place inside of her you know what I mean in terms of like she's worked on those movies for not quite 10 years but almost like she was in Iron Man 2 right I think yeah, yeah I, mean, I think she was yeah, when was she showed up so, and that was like 2009 or 10 or something like that so eight years she's yeah. been in these movies um and yeah so it's like yeah I I feel like a lot of that is is as much for them um because I mean if you think about it you know it's like it's easy to like dismiss celebrities and stuff because they're rich and whatever living great lives but like if you think about like if you work a normal job and you just like you know do a thing and you like you grow and you do a thing to get Mm -hmm. if you work at the same job for 10 years and now again they have other jobs and do work on other movies if you work on a job for 10 years um and you're spending a lot of time with the same people after 10 years you you know 
even just in a normal job where you're like in cubicles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the people you work with tend to to mean a lot to you. Some of them, not not all of them, but some of them. Um, and and it's got it's can probably even completely different now. Take it to the realm of you're you're in a movie where you're you're spending. Well, 12 hours a day yeah. and you're you're sharing emotional moments and, and and I mean it is acting but you're 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 connecting with each other emotionally emotionally within the scenes to to, right. to act and like and I, I mean even if you set aside the time when it is an extraordinary amount of time like a decade that's a, a long time yeah um I like okay I I used to do theater. I was just about to say I don't even need to don't even screw, screw work. I've I've been in band or yeah. you know bands or or done like I did it. I don't want to cut you off, but yeah, I, that's exactly where I was going to go. I, go used, ahead. Yeah. I used to do theater, and I know anyone out there listening who has also done theater is yeah. going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, even an eight run week mm-hmm. of a show rehearsals and performing and all of that that becomes your family like those people become your family and you become so close because creating something with other people forges a, a special kind of bond like a bond that i'm not sure exists exactly the way it exists anywhere else i 100 percent agree and i i veto my work uh, example earlier because yes I absolutely agree and I'm uh, thinking of uh, I, I I did a I was in the music I was in the pit I played drum set for a and this was in like eighth grade or ninth grade it was like the only one I ever did I did like two I think but uh, for a um musical mm-hmm. and yeah it ran for we did like three weekends or something like that yeah. at our middle school or whatever. But yeah, that felt like that. And, and, and even beyond that, uh, when I spent, um, uh, a month in, this is probably the closest thing too, cause you're probably living in the same area and stuff when you're working on a film. I spent a month in Scotland with a marching band in college mm-hmm. and we lived in like a, a set of, uh, uh, apartment buildings together and we saw each other constantly. We ate meals together and we performed 34 shows in 30 days or something like yeah. that. And yeah, at the end of that, it was absolutely felt like it was it was an it's an unreal experience. And like you said, it is it is it is just as real as any sort of familial bonds by that point. Yeah, because I think there is something super primal and super unique about um, creating or or something together, like collaborating collaborating to create art together, creating art and building something that is meaningful not just to you, the creators, but also to the people who watch it or listen to it yeah. or, or read it or whatever. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I don't think it's remotely a stretch to say that in a lot of those scenes that it was not hard for them to sort of... Mm-hmm. And maybe even especially for... Uh, even more so for Scarlett Johansson because she, as far as we know dead yeah like her character yeah, as gone. far as we know she's not coming back she's not coming back whereas and it's probably not uh captain america or tony either but you yeah. know so those three they're done probably um so yeah I, I absolutely in those those scenes it it probably was not hard to to find that uh yeah to pull to, that emotion out that and place. put that on screen because it was probably not far from how they were feeling which is 
I think it shows because it it worked for me, and it like I said, I teared up several times, and it it it, it hit home for me, and I thought it, <clears throat> I thought it was a really, it's really great, it's a really great movie, uh, especially as a culmination of, you know, ten, eleven years of stuff. Because I remember seeing Iron Man one in theaters. Here's a fun fact: I saw Iron Man one in the same movie theater that we went to tonight. Really? This is full circle for wow. me. Wow. I didn't. I saw it back in <laughs> St. Louis, but that's nuts. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I think that's a, as good a place as any to, to wrap it yeah. up. I don't. I think we touched all the major things I wanted to talk. I'm trying to think if there's any other little details that I wanted to bring up, but I can't. Major I really liked... Captain Marvel's haircut. I did too. I liked it. I was a big fan. Thought it was cool. I thought it was. I, I thought it was well suited to her character. I agree. I very much agree. I thought it was a good look for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it would just piss off <laughs> idiots on the internet. So. Well, the, well, you mean the type of people that are pissed off by women with short hair? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then if their boobs aren't big enough, yeah, those people, fuck those people. <laughs> and it felt very intentional, and I was on board um, with that. That's going to do it. That was our discussion. Uh, it was rambly, but that's kind of what I think. I thought it was interesting. Well, anyways, um, I'll let you guys decide. Uh, <laughs> We'll probably put this out. Uh, it got long enough that we'll probably put this out as a special. Uh, how long are we out here? Uh, Forty minutes. Yeah, we'll probably put this yeah. out as a separate episode. So if you're listening to this, uh, there will this will not be in the prequel episode. We'll have a separate prequel episode, so that one's not like an two hours long. But please do come back and listen to our prequel episode. Yeah, come back and listen to the prequel episode because we're previewing <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, and then uh, we don't know what we're going to be we're talking about. Talk about. Um... Party lit, I think, is what party lit. Is that what this. we went with yes. for the? Okay, party lit. Party lit. <laughs> Let's get party lit. There you go. That's what that one's gonna be called. Let's get party lit. <laughs> All right, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else. Thank you for listening to this very, very special episode of this film is lit podcast, where we talk about movies that are based on comic books sometimes. In this particular instance. Even though neither of us have read the comic books. Not a single one. But that's okay. Yep. Because we're not about gatekeeping no. here. No. Alright. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>